Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. Hey, hey, what's up, Team Flynn? We got a great episode today because we are speaking with my COO and CFO, Matt Gartland, who's gonna be chatting with us about some of the more important but often overlooked or avoided parts of building a business. Doesn't matter how big or small you are. These are topics that we're trying to make fun and interesting because uh, they're kind of necessary. And I say they're overlooked because they're just not that fun. They're not fun to me. They're not fun to many people. But for whatever reason, they're super fun to Matt that's why we're a great and winning combo here at SPI. But we're gonna make things tangible, more fun for you. What am, what am I talking about? I'm talking about a lot of the business fundamentals, the things like incorporating your business and business taxes, finances, cash flow, those sorts of things. So this could potentially be a big game-changing episode for people, especially those of you who have been avoiding this. And maybe it's taken 396 episodes for you to finally you know, say, okay, Pat, I'll listen to something about this. And of course, it's not just me. It's my partner, Matt who's here to make it fun too. So stick around because if you don't, you might miss out on some really important stuff that could determine the doom of your business and we definitely don't want that. So stick around, here's the intro. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he has more ups and downs in a single day than a seesaw. Pat Flynn. What's up, everybody? Welcome to session 396 of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. My name is Pat Flynn, here to help you make more money, save more time, and help more people too. And to help us today, we have my COO, Chief Operating Officer and Chief Financial Officer here at SPI, Matt Gartland, to give us the lowdown on some of the basics and fundamentals that are often overlooked in business. So without further ado, here we go, Matt Gartland. Hey, Matt, welcome back to the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Thanks for being here, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me back. Uh, excited to chat again. Last time we chatted about the future of podcasts and you know we're already starting to see some of that stuff come into play. I was at Podcast Movement recently and just giant companies like Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all representing the podcasting space there, which is really cool. And just it continues to roll. So that that's exciting. But what also is exciting, and, and I'll have you announce this because you were largely a, a part of this decision and, and, and have been working hard on this. Everybody listening to this, when it comes out, will have something to look forward to at the end of this month. What is that? Very exciting news is that the next generation smartpassiveincome.com website is here or is coming very, very soon. Um, and very excited for the whole world to see it. 
and what can people look forward to seeing when they get there? Like, what, how is it going to be different? Why have we made a change? I wouldn't even say it's more than a change. It's a, it's a really exciting new vision, not only for the direction of the brand, but then how we manifest that brand on the web as a user experience, as is then consistent with our company vision and mission, which is to continue to educate and train world-class entrepreneurs wherever they are in the world. So we have taken a really top-down approach, really with, with the entire team, but especially, Pat, you know, yourself, some of our strategic partners that we'll get to in a moment, and thinking critically about how we want to deliver content and resources in such a manner that they're easy to find, better to find than maybe they even are today on the current website, can discover the right tools and resources wherever and whenever they are kind of in their journey. So it's an entirely new sort of construct for the web. So a couple of key things maybe to discuss in terms of that web experience. Number one, a really big publishing strategy shift away from episodic blog posts into complete published guides. These guides will be free. Uh, They'll be chapter-based. They'll be organized into our core pillars that we believe and teach as SPI. And it establishes a framework and a pipeline to expand into new avenues of different topics that are germane and if not even critical and seminal to entrepreneurship uh, that we can grow into. Publishing isn't is itself a vertical that we actually don't you know, write or publish a ton of content on. And we want to do more of that. So that's just one example. So guides are huge. And, you know, the second thing is that, you know, you know, obviously, Pat, you've been the face and the driver and the founder of SPI from the very beginning. But what's exciting, especially given, you know, the team's absorption into SPI this year, bringing on and working with other strategic partners is it's an expanding universe of really important, you know, cast of characters uh, or people that have superpowers. So we want to be able to bring more bring forward more characters as a part of the brand identity. So we'll see that across the website as well. Yeah, and that's really exciting. With the guides, you know, a lot of you who had been following the blog for years might have noticed that mid-year, we decided to stop publishing weekly. And that was done for a couple of reasons. Number one, because of the strategic plan and what we're gonna do moving forward with these guides. And I'll talk more about that in a sec. But we also just realized that with the podcast, like, people can't wait for the next podcast to come out. And they talk about it and it gets downloaded over 100,000 times usually every single week, every episode. And that's amazing. And with the blog, we weren't getting that same kind of feeling. And it showed in the numbers. Like the percentages are just insane. Like 5% of the people that uh, listen to podcasts are reading the blog post, meaning, you know, 5,000 hits on a, on a blog post that we spend sometimes just as much time on creating. Digging deeper into that, it was like, well, it's because people aren't expecting anything super great every time. It's like these filler posts that I've coined them. But I mean, some of that content was really useful, but it's just people have come to just go, no, I'd rather, you know, it's it's not like something to look forward to every week, like with the podcast or even the YouTube channel at this point. So we wanted to go, okay, well, what can we publish that would get people excited? And obviously it's stuff related to where you need help, but also stuff that will give you everything you need and is the best quality content on the internet. And so we're stepping up and we're saying, hey, when we publish something, it's gonna be worth your while. And that also is great because then that gives us time after it's published between these guides when they come out to actually talk about them, market them, and share success stories behind them, almost like a book. And it's just free and available on the web. So you might've seen some come out earlier this year that uh, like are about email marketing was one. We have one about affiliate marketing too. 
There's the podcasting guide that's been available for a while, and these are being packaged in a way where it's just gonna be a lot easier to find them, and then we have a lot more coming in the future, like Matt, the one that we're gonna be talking about today and hinting about and, and actually discussing a bit is about business fundamentals. These are the things that are usually a little bit boring or mundane in a business, but are necessary to talk about, and that's really what your expertise is, because you love those things, and you coming on, not just this podcast, but to create the guide and be the author of the guide and be the new character in this story that we're telling of business is really exciting and 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 so what i'm excited about for the audience is to you know yes they know me and they've they've gotten to know me over the years and i'm still going to be here don't worry i'm not leaving we're adding more characters who can help you too so the example that we were we were discussing when this was all going down was like with the avengers right like like if I were Iron Man, for example, like if Iron Man and, and I have my own superpowers, but, you know, Matt is the Hulk and, you know, so-and-so is is Black Widow. And, you know, now we'll have this entire Avengers squad who can help you. And if you need help on, you know, this particular topic, you go to that person who has that specific superpower and can help you better and will have better guides and go deeper into them versus me, which if I tried to do all those things myself, I would either get burned out or I just wouldn't be able to serve you and create quality content in the way that a specialized person can. And this also enables us to talk about even other topics that we don't have specialization in because we can hire or find people, players who have that special superpower. And the example that we always use on the team is like, if we wanted to go down and start talking about real estate or you know rentals, we could have somebody come in to the SPI as a leader who owns that vertical and uh, you know helps create those guides, helps create the the email list for that, helps maybe even have, maybe they might ha have their own podcast under a SPI network of brand, uh, a branded network of podcasts. Like so many amazing things open up when we structure it this way. And, and hopefully you're all getting excited about that so that when you do come to the website, you're gonna find stuff that is amazing, just like you do on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. So it's exciting, Matt. I, I hope you're excited about it too. Oh, it's it's one of the biggest things that we've been building to this year incredibly excited. Uh, and that's probably even being a bit mild because it's, it's something that even, you know, Pat, you and I, we've been talking about even for the last two years, it feels like, you know, how do we really revolutionize our web experience? Uh, not to just do a quote unquote redesign for the sake of it, but to, to really with great intention and strategy and purpose, you know, come up with concepts and user experiences that presents the content, delivers the content, all the resources, uh, as we've been describing here in a manner that for the fans and, and the folks that we have the privilege of serving, you know, it's the right experience that they keep wanting to come back to, right, time and again, uh, to keep learning and keep engaging with us. So it's a big deal. The most popular post on my website for the last three years, the one that's driving, you know, 40% of our traffic is one post and it's our guide on podcasting, right, our podcasting tutorial, which is amazing. And we'll link to it in the show notes and everything for you all. We need more content like that, that really dives deep into these specific needs and wants of what people wanna to do to grow their business. And one of those things is you know, business fundamentals, which I'd love to shift the conversation to that because this will be very much displayed and dis detailed in the guide that you are creating, the multiple chapter series on the blog that'll be coming out very soon which is really, really exciting. And you've put a lot of time and effort into really uh, helping people walk through some of the, like I like to say, the, the not so fun parts of business, but are very necessary. I wanna make them fun. And, and you're doing that with the guide. But let's talk about some of these things. So when, when you consider business fundamentals that often are overlooked, what are those things, Matt? Yeah, it, it starts with, yeah, truly the nuts and the bolts of ha have you thought through with uh, some measure of, of intention how you're forming your legal entity? Do you even have one? I know that even from my direct experience as well as a number of friends, you know, typically when you strike out on your own, you just sort of 
start to be a freelancer and generate income to yourself as a person or as a human and and may not even have a, a proper like LLC form. And I know that that truly is sort of 101 advice, but uh, some people do get it wrong or they don't think it through in terms of how that starts to ladder into future decision-making for the business. So we'll revisit some of those basics around, is the LLC entity type the right selection for you? Because there are others. Where are you forming your LLC? You know, which state? You know, the, the standard decision is probably still, you know, whatever state you live in, but there are some other options that can sometimes have advantages for your company, especially as it, as it may grow and, and depending on how you want to grow it. That starts to kind of get into some tax planning and tax thinking around, okay, where's your organization based? Uh, how is it seen in the eyes of the IRS? Because that can have different implications in terms of tax matters. Again, really boring stuff as, you know, Pat, you're setting up, but, you know, these are things that have real teeth to them if you don't think them through and, and maybe don't set them up properly the first time. That's really like the ground floor. And then it rolls forward from there. So if you want me to, I guess, kind of, you know, articulate a few more points here, you know, we, we get into like business partnerships. You know, you and I have that, you know, Pat, you, you're business partners with a couple of different people and a couple of different ventures, you know, and that's maybe a little more than just fundamentals per se, but, you know, really aligning with partners on vision and mission and core values for, you know, what your company is meant to, to achieve. How do you think about articulating and, and structuring a, a proper operating agreement? You know, if you do have business partners, you, you got to think that stuff through very carefully. You know, and Pat, you and I have done that, I think, very well in the past. So like, how do you think that through? And if you are forming an organization for the first time with co-founders, you know, this is a subject that while maybe not so basic in nature, you are crossing that bridge from the get-go. Uh, and we want to be able to educate and and empower, you know, other entrepreneurs and and folks like us from the get-go to, to not feel bad about that, right? You know, not worry about that as much. You know, it can be something that is a little bit scary, quite frankly, to like have these conversations with potential business partners, you know, what sort of terms do you need to discuss? And we want to provide at least uh, the beginnings of a backbone for like what things should you discuss, you know, with partners towards the formation of a very well-built, you know, operating agreement. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned just briefly the the tax planning stuff, but there are a lot of things in and around money that are also going to be in these kinds of things too, like you know, business checking account and those kinds of things and, you know, using a credit card in your business and the implications that might have and how that's good, but maybe not so good and all these kinds of things as well, because most people who are listening to this, especially those who have not yet started a business, are going to be overwhelmed by all these things. And in our job and, and Matt's job in particular with this, this, this guide that's coming out and some of the conversation we're going to have momentarily is just to, to help make it seem more doable for you. And, and give you literally the steps that, that you need as well. Back in 2008 and 2009, when I first started SPI, I did discuss these things briefly. And it was only because I only knew what I knew and I was just posting as I was going. And now we have a decade of experience and, and Matt and his professional experience to come on board and help and serve as well, much better than I could. And that's why, and this is an example of one of many that will happen in the future of these key players who have better expertise than I do who are going to come on. And so, so I'd love to know what you think in the comments section of, of this podcast or somewhere on social media at Pat Flynn. Let me know what you think of the future of SPI, getting these other players involved. I'm still going to be here, trust me, but getting other people with other superpowers who kind of come on and, and you see them and you get to know them more regularly. And if 
let's say, for example, you have a specific business entity sort of question, like you would likely know then to go and find Matt or ask Matt versus, or maybe you come to FlynnCon and you can talk to Matt in person versus, you know, coming to me and then having to me find the answers to to find somebody on the team to help you. So you're going to start to see more of that. You had mentioned like publishing. We have published a lot of books and that's going to be another vertical that we're going to talk a lot about. Caleb and I on the SwitchPod and physical products. I mean, we have a lot of experience. It's just not yet organized in a way where, hey, if you want to do this, here are your people and, and we're about to get there. And hopefully that's that's exciting too. So Matt, let's talk to those people who are just starting out literally from scratch. And, and this is the common question I get. I'd love to know your thoughts. And that is, when do I create my business entity? I haven't yet made any money. I have a business idea. I'm in, I'm in talks with people. I'm, I'm reading through Will It Fly, validating my business idea. When does the entity come into play? Probably a little bit earlier than you might normally think it will. You don't need to be three months out or or anything super crazy. But when you, when you think you're getting reasonably close to taking action, what, what, when you think that you're getting close, for example, to maybe signing your first freelancing client, or you're getting ready to not necessarily resign from your day job if you have a day job, but if you're getting close to start making business investments, if you're, if you're thinking about, for example, maybe you don't have a client yet on a freelancing project, but nonetheless, you're, you maybe have the means and some, some capital to uh, invest in a website. Any business expenditures should be made through a business entity. And actually, that's probably the better starting point because oftentimes people will start spending money before they make money as an entrepreneur or as a freelancer. So when you're ready to start spending even your first dollar, it behooves you to have some of these, these business fundamentals in place. So you mentioned, Pat, you know, some of the financial aspects you know, of, of this realm of of topics. So yes, a business checking account, you can't get that until you have your entity registered. You know, that's getting your your LLC formed if that's the right entity type. It's then from there registering, getting your EIN from the federal government, then you take those inputs and you can create a, a you know, a checking account. Down the road it is typically worthwhile to consider then a corporate credit card. That starts to if that is the right decision for you, down the road can be a means to develop credit for in the name of the business itself. And then certainly if you use it wisely and responsibly is an effective tool to help with cash flow management, which, you know, Pat, as you know, is, is something that is near and dear to my heart. The mismanagement of cash ruins more companies than anything else. So uh, we won't get into all of the, the depths of it because it, it is in and of itself a massively deep topic. Is that going to be featured in the guide? A little bit of, um, you know, a little how, bit. To, yeah. how to manage your, your money in a simple way? A little bit, yeah. We, we start to, to lay the foundation, which is why the first guide is really focused on fundamentals um, and why I care so much and, and am excited so much for this first guide because it's the keystone. It is the first step or two, maybe three, you know, down the road toward a much larger sort of vision around just business leadership. Um, and that's what really excites me, you know, for this entire vertical we're starting to build out now. Really, uh, you know, the, the, the term I think that I would superimpose across everything is this idea that at least I've embraced from, from my college days all the way through my career of servant leadership and, and how you apply that to business uh, as well as your team. There's even a little bit in this foundations guide that talks about team, talks about building a team. And that doesn't have to be employees that you would hire onto payroll. It can just be starting to surround yourself with other you know, experts on contract that can help you in one way, shape, or form. But being thoughtful and intentional about team building is an absolute necessity to being successful as an entrepreneur and starting to develop the right mindsets and the the right leadership disciplines and habits early will pay massive dividends down the road. Absolutely. Going back to the starter, 
would you recommend still getting an entity and doing that stuff uh, while a person just builds a website? Let's say their website is, they, they don't even know what their business is. They don't even know how they're gonna make money, but they know they need to build an audience and they wanna start a podcast and have a website to collect leads and then they're gonna use that opportunity to then discover what that target audience may want or, or what that business could become afterwards. And the reason I bring this up is because that that's the way I approached it. And, and that's because I didn't know, <laughs> you know, I think if I were to start over, it might be different. But the way that I did it was I had built my following on in the which later changed to greenexamacademy.com to help people pass this exam. I was building a little community there, getting a little bit of a notoriety in the space, which is great. And then I sold a study guide that I had just put together as a PDF file. And it was all running through my personal, which I know is a little bit scary because the reason why you'd want to form an entity is sort of to protect your personal stuff and to sort of have a barrier in between in case something were to happen with the business, your personal stuff is sort of, you know, you're okay there. But I wanted to prove that I could make money first before investing money and, and going full force with an entity and a business. And then what I did for tax purposes was I was able to go back and because and, I saved all my receipts from everything that I paid personal, and then I was able to sort of pay myself back or sort of reimburse myself or, 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 or you know, take what I had spent money on and, and, and use that in terms of my business tax planning uh, after that. And Again, I hired somebody at that point to help me because I don't know that language and and they were helpful in me sort of backtracking. But like, what's the proper way to do this and in a way that's not gonna scare people? It doesn't have to be scary and shouldn't be. It's the landscape is is pretty minimal in terms of, again, sort of actions to take or things to set up. It's the aforementioned inputs. It's the registering with some state to, to create and form your entity, getting the EIN, getting a, a bank account set up uh, in the name of that business. Really, those are the primary three. And while you know, certainly opinions will differ and it's, it's hard to maybe argue that there is a black and white answer to this, I still find that it is advantageous and, and very worthwhile to set up you know, those things before you might have an understanding of the brand, you know, the outward-facing brand your complete business model for a, a couple of key reasons. Number one, relatively and generally speaking, it's inexpensive to set up an organization. Uh, you're talking, you know, a couple or a few hundred dollars, you know, two to three hundred dollars, especially if you just kind of do it yourself. Uh, and there are DIY tools online. LegalZoom is still, you know, a, a reputable go-to source, you know, to getting an entity formed rather inexpensively and quickly. Stripe Atlas has a uh, an offering, or Stripe's offering is called Atlas. Uh, that you can do that. Uh, we cover both of those quickly uh, in the foundations guide. You could even hire for a, you know a little more money a a small law firm or legal you know specialist or business strategist that kind of help set that up for you. So it's re relatively easy, quick, uh, and then expensive, which then sets up point number two is you don't have to know your brand name. Sometimes people pivot their brand name, and that's that's okay, and that's easy enough to do. Your underlying business name, you know, that stays the same, and you can put sort of like a new a new you know, shop face to it, right? That's called a doing business as or a DBA name. That's really easy to, to you know, to do. Uh, that's that's the marketing aspect, right? So even if you don't fully understand or you maybe change your mind a little bit later based on feedback and input to a different brand or maybe you start with a personal brand and you want to change that later to not a personal brand, your underlying business name really doesn't matter. What does matter is that you have those business elements in place. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I'm just thinking timeline here for everybody. And 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 to 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 reinforce that, like for example, Flynn Industries currently is is like the parent company that was the LLC I formed through LegalZoom back in December 2008. And uh, Smart Passive Income uh, lived in there as well as 
Green Exam Academy and all these other things. And since then, things have been finally organized and separated because I do have my hand in a lot of things. SwitchPod is a completely different company. SPI Labs is a company between you and me that is a different LLC partnership. So these things come on a case-by-case basis, but I wasn't like my brain could change and Flint Industries will remain the same and that's totally fine. So I think that that should help alleviate a little bit of the decision-making sort of anxiety that comes with with that. And um, just, you know, it could be it could be anything really. Beyond that, if a person is just in research phase, they're not spending any money yet, but they're just asking around, they're doing research, they're, they're coming up with ideas, but they're not yet uh, building a website or, or buying anything. Um, do you even think it then is important to create a business entity? And, and the reason I'm asking this is because there is something to be said for saying, you know what, I'm gonna start something and I'm gonna invest a little bit of income and I'm gonna put my foot in the ground and say, I am going to do this and I'm gonna, I'm going to make it work versus, you know, it, it would have been very easy for me to have not created anything and, and not invest any money and never lift a finger and just go, oh, you know, I, I didn't lose anything anyway. So, and then never get anything done. You know, there's something to be said for putting your money down and, and, and making decisions. I agree. I agree 100%, if not 1,000. It's important to start to make progressive commitments. You don't have to make gigantic, you know, five-figure commitments right out of the gate to building a custom website or purchasing a lot of hardware that you think you might need to run and operate your business, right? You don't have to do that. But making, I think, manageable progressive commitments that are, again, intentional to a degree that, that you have that foresight, yeah, do it, please. Because that fosters you know, more than just the commitment, but it is the momentum. It is then the confidence that comes from that momentum. That includes like domain names. And certainly some people can run rampant a little bit just buying up domain names. But as you're doing your research and contemplating your positioning statements for you know, what service you're going to provide, if it is a service or if you're going to come to market with an information product or even a physical product, like and you're doing that R&D and you're getting feedback and you're checking domain names and a few are, are candidates, relatively speaking, domain names are cheap, especially if you're going after like .coms, you know, .coms, even though the most popular, they're still relatively in, inexpensive. Some of the, the more kind of niche focused uh, and newer TLD domain names can get a little expensive, like .ios, for example. I think .fms aren't even all that cheap. They're a hundred bucks or something. But anyway, yeah, you could start to make some purchases of domains and start kind of developing a little treasure trove of, of possibilities for yourself. That's really cool. So let's shift the conversation from, okay, the beginner, uh, let's help them think about the future, but also help those who are existing with a business already. One of the things that is your superpower as well is, is related to cash flow and money coming in versus money coming out and auditing what's going on. Uh, for those existing business owners in the audience right now, and again, this is all gonna be a little bit deeper in the guides that are coming out. So I hope that you'll check those out. I hope that you're excited about them. But for right now, number one, what are some cash flow mistakes that are very common? And then what are some strategies and, and, and methods that you use to just keep a pulse on and, and understand uh, how money is flowing in the business? Yeah, it's a massively important topic. I don't think and, and, and don't prescribe, you know, waiting to start thinking about and sinking your teeth into this topic, uh, even if you are just getting started out. It ruins more companies than, than anything else. Some of the biggest mistakes are simply a lack of organization. Some people don't know that, you know, certain charges that they've signed up for are still hitting their credit card or even directly to their bank account. So developing a list of what is called and, and what I typically refer to as your fixed cost list is maybe the, a, a really great starting point. So what are your fixed costs that you spend 
more or less like clockwork every month. So if you do have a small office or you know a membership at a co-working facility, you know that's on your fixed cost list. If you subscribe and have a membership to Slack, you know for yourself and your team, and those recurring costs. So you start to just build that out. So you know for for SPI, you know we have a very dialed in fixed cost, you know data set. And with that, we manage very carefully and we scrutinize sometimes, you know, Pat, you like to play with new tech, of course. So like, okay, we'll sign up for something and, and we'll try it for a couple months. And if you're not using it, uh, for it's not delivering value, then like we should sunset that, right? Like we should take that off the fixed cost list. So grooming that regularly uh, is probably the second thing that I would say certainly relates to the first. The first being build your fixed cost list. Second is to groom it on, you know, call it a quarterly cadence, you know, in, in general fiscal strategy. Certainly at scale, doing things on quarterly reviews and quarterly basises is a pretty proven proven cadence, especially when you get to a point where there's so much happening within the business, not even just from a cash flow management standpoint, but business planning and you know financial audits and tax matters. The months go by pretty quickly. So, so quarterly is a, a good review sort of period. But anyway, so beyond fixed costs, and that was sort of number one and number two, both relate to fixed costs. You know, three is to start developing budgets. And no one likes to hear that term. You can call them budgets. Uh, sometimes we call them internally variable costs because they're things that are more volatile, that they change in a more dramatic manner, up or, you know, up or down uh, on a given month. So for example, in a month where, well, I guess let's use FlynnCon as an example, Pat, right? So in the, in the especially in the immediate ramp up to FlynnCon, you know, the, uh, about the two months you know, preceding it, you know, our variable costs, uh, which is to say, again, our budgets for that particular event, you know, went really, really high. They were decently well controlled and managed, especially for, I think, an event in its first year. We were learning a lot on the fly, but nonetheless, those variable costs, you know, kind of spiked in those months. So starting to get an understanding of, of how, you know, your expenditures are going to fluctuate uh, month to month or even quarter to quarter and start to kind of put some budgets around that. You know, travel uh, is typically a big budget item. So when Pat, you're traveling a lot or when, when the whole team is traveling and we're getting together, like we're coming up for our business planning summit here in, in Columbus in a few weeks, at least compared to when we're recording this, you know, we know that and, and we have, you know, foresight to that and can start to develop that budget for it. So I guess I would call that number three on the list is to start kind of building out your variable cost or budget list, you know, different things that you're making more discretionary decisions around, you know, making expenditures. Yeah, I think this is so important. I mean, a part of the like a big word here that I'm I'm hearing is is just planning, right? Like and 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 planning in the sense of cash flow and what's going in and what's coming out, but mostly I think, you know, one thing that I I love that we do very often, Matt, you and I, we collectively get together and we consider, okay, what are our strategies going to be moving forward that supports this? And, you know, strategies that are used for marketing and selling that bring money in, but also, okay, to help support us with that, there's there's money going out for ads and, and all these other uh, kind of things. And I think a lot of business owners, especially those who are self-driven, self-entrepreneurs, you know, self-made entrepreneurs who are just starting out are in the camp of let's just, let's just take it sort of week by week even and just kind of go from there and see what happens. And I think there's a lot of things that can happen when you plan in a more quarterly type fashion. You understand, okay, I'm gonna have a launch during this time and I'm gonna hopefully have a goal for that launch. And I think that that's something that we've been doing really well uh, at is 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 the projections and the goals. And we're even getting it fine-tuned down to the point where we understand, okay, like if, if we're shooting for this number, we know how many you know uh, people we would want on a webinar or how many 
you know, registrants we would want to have, those kinds of things. And I think that's where you start to get into some fun planning because then you can sort of have goals that you, you can reach. And I think that's one thing that I didn't have until you and the rest of the team came on board. I didn't have like money and projection goals. I just had the goal to just keep going and keep growing. And it's been really neat to have these uh, monetary goals as well as the marketing goals behind them to strive for and to build for because then it's it's allowed us to go, okay, in order to get this, we have to find a way to, you know, get more people on the registration page. What What are some ideas that we have? And then you can take specific actions from there. And so hopefully you can see that like, it's kind of working backwards in a sense, you know, with with these goals. How how are we going to encourage everybody listening to this to start planning ahead and start creating these monetary goals, especially if, you know, they're still in the beginning phases of their business map? Yeah, exactly. And and you're starting to get to the other side of the coin, which is great. You know, the first side, as we started talking about fixed costs and budgets and things, uh, speaks to obviously expenditures, cash going out you know, that all starts to then at some point roll up into a proper operating budget. The other side of that coin is the revenue planning, uh, is, is in fact, you know, the business planning, you know, things that generate revenue, generate income. And it's tremendously exciting. I'm, I'm you know, certainly, you know, grateful, Pat, to hear you say that sort of publicly. It, it's fun to talk about it privately uh, as well around getting more sophisticated and strategic and, and more, you know, just ahead, you know, proactive so that we're not, you know, scrambling or anything because, and I'm sure I've said this probably on a past recording of, a, of an episode, that unmanaged growth can kill more companies than anything else. It's sort of the same idea, maybe expressed differently as compared to cash flow. Mismanagement can scuttle more companies than anything else. They're kind of one and the same because it's, it all comes down to planning or I guess the mismanagement of that planning, right? Because even if you're making $3 million or $4 million top line and you're trying to grow to $10 million, man, like if you're spending for the $5 million and only making three to four, like that can be challenging, especially if you're in a more services business or something. You know, the, the tech sector is a little bit weird sometimes, especially if, if they have venture capital where they're almost incentivized to lose money just to get users. But that's a whole different conversation. So yeah, anyway, the planning out the revenue, having goals, especially in our industry, you know, thinking about those marketing strategies that are going to really not only develop that audience, but do them right and nurture them. And, and Pat, you've always been great at this. And, you know, the team continues to excel in, in this department. And we want to expand with SJ kind of coming on board to the growth team, like all these things that are in the works. It's so exciting to be putting these plans in place. Yeah, it's it's really neat. And so for those of you who've been following my journey for a while, you've heard earlier this year when Matt came on the show to talk about how the team that I had hired for a while to help me, the agency, Matt's agency, I brought them all on board and we're all under under Flint Industries right now and helping to serve you, which is really neat. And now we're kind of taking that and moving it to the next phase to uh, find new ways to help you. And and these are some examples of, of that. And I'm excited to feature and uh, introduce many more people on my team and even the people who aren't even a part of our team yet who are going to be a part of our team to you in the future. And just I hope you're excited. I mean, we're, we've just scratched the surface on some of these business fundamental things. I'd love to perhaps uh, have you, Matt, point us uh, toward one more particular topic. If, if you have one in mind that is often overlooked in business, I'd love for you to, to, to expand on that a little bit, maybe a little uh, another little teaser on something that's coming up in, in the fundamentals guide on SPI. I'm just curious as well, because you've been behind the scenes sort of writing this. So what's one other topic we can kind of dive into a little bit related to what you've uh, been discussing? Probably the thing that actually is more near and dear to my heart than anything, which is strategic business planning. Probably also very boring, but as as I like to say, I think these days, you know, Pat, you're party in the front and I'm business in the back, and I'm at least personally way okay with that. 
Because this strategic business planning topic, when you grow out of the fundamentals, but you master those fundamentals and you start to to embrace them and use those as progressive progress towards, you know, growing your business, this stuff gets really cool and starts to sense together some of the topics we've already discussed here today, where you're putting in, you know, at a time, 12-month growth plans. You have really dialed in operating budgets. Uh, at the topmost level, you know, there is really close alignment with your business partners. All of that gets cinched together with strategic business planning. It's what we're about to do in about a month here in Columbus with the whole team coming together, which is amazing. So I do start to hint at that a little bit in the foundations guide because it is important to start developing a mindset you know, toward those leadership skills and, and points of view. And there's a, a bunch of those you know, specific sort of methodologies uh, around how you build a real proper strategic business plan that I can't wait to write about. Uh, again, we touched on it a bit in the foundations guide, but it will be come another dedicated guide, you know, in, in sort of the vertical, you know, that we're building for SPI, you know, around business fundamentals and just business development at large. That's so great. And, you know, a lot of businesses who've even been around for a while just aren't thinking about their business in that way. Why do you think that just we aren't attuned to business strategy in this kind of way? How did you gain that skill? And, and sort of why do you think people sort of aren't there yet, even though they should be? Yeah, this this actually gets to the heart of me and why I have such heart for this this subject and why it is it's sort of I I found my groove in terms of yeah my superpower and you know being a leader in this area because it is so important and and I think that a lot of people a lot of organizations even a lot of educational institutions I think make it more complicated than it needs to be so when you think about pursuing an MBA sometimes uh, if not still that'll feel daunting that'll feel expensive oh my gosh I have to I have to devote two years and you know you know, tens of thousands of dollars, if not maybe $100,000, if I tried to go get like an Ivy League MBA. What I care about is taking the essence of those skills. Uh, and I have been fortunate to have been exposed to some of those experiences myself. Uh, I went through a leadership development program, very elite a leadership development program right out of my undergrad. I've been leading businesses for years. I've, I've sold a couple. I've invested in, in businesses. So uh, through my education, my direct experience, and then my, my professional and friend networks, you know, I've I've been privileged and, and I'm grateful to have had, you know, this this skill development. And I want to make this easy for people because you can distill it. You can make it approachable. You can develop tools and provide tools, you know, downloadable tools, uh, spreadsheets that I'm apparently known for, um, you know, uh, step-by-step guides, uh, just methods overall. So I care about distilling what are really powerful concepts and strategies, you know, and making them approachable to everybody because they can be. You know, entrepreneurs, you know, it's not just about the idea. It's about how you marshal those ideas, you know, through method and through people and through discipline, you know, into life and then keep those ideas going. And I know that, you know, I can do that and that we together, you know, with Pat, you and the rest of the team in, in SPI, we can do that in a way that can really democratize these powers that I think sometimes people feel like they're reserved for some like elite class of like MBA grads. And that's not true. Not true at all. Not true at all. And, and I'm learning from you as we go too. And I'm excited to share that information to everybody else who's been following along in my, in my journey and, and is building their own as well. So hope you guys are excited. Let me know what you think on Twitter, Instagram, at Pat Flynn. Love to know what you think and let Matt know what you think as well. And make sure to check us out on the show notes page. Uh, for And, and if, if you're listening to this in the future, the new website might be up already and you might even be able to check out that guide. And when that's when that's the case, uh, we'll have the links to, to everything Matt's talking about and everything we're talking about there too. So uh, Matt, excited to have you back on and uh, again in the future to talk more about this stuff and give people an update on, on where SPI is. Uh, any 
other fun things that we could tease that are coming up in the future for everybody to, to know now? Oh, heavens. Well, always a pleasure to be back, buddy, and other things to tease uh, for everybody else. Along with the new website, it gives us an extensible framework to publish new podcasts. So we are, we're starting uh, with some conceptualization of some new show concepts. More news to come, obviously, on this front. Um, but, you know, Pat, you and me and other members of the team getting on the mic uh, with some different shows aligned to some of these different pillars and verticals we're talking about. Maybe having a dedicated podcast, for example, on, you know, business leadership and business development, something that that I would host. I, I used to host a show and am just chomping at the bit to get back on the mic. So excited for for that. And I think I could share a lot more, but I'll stop at that one. We got a lot more to come, you guys, and it's all because we want to help you and we have a lot of things to share. And uh, hopefully we're going to be able to organize it in a way that'll be easy to consume too, which is which is the whole point of this new web redesign and new vision moving forward. And, and we're excited for you to be a part of it. So thank you so much for listening in today. I appreciate you. Uh, and thank you, Matt. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode. Matt, thanks for coming on as always. And we're gonna have you on again, I'm sure, to talk about some of these things. And uh, for those of you who uh, haven't, or maybe you forgot, but we talked about it a lot in the beginning, and that is these guides that are coming out in the new direction of Smart Passive Income. I'm so excited to share this stuff with you. And it's likely gonna be revealed, uh, debuted, or whatever the word is, in uh, November of 2019 depending on knock, knock on wood, uh, how things go and if everything goes according to plan. But I've already been, I'm recording this a month, a couple of months ahead of time to that date, but I've already seen a lot of the wireframes and a lot of the high fidelity designs. And oh man, I'm so excited. You know, the website's always been a big pain of mine. I've, n- I've never really felt like it was me or it was us. It was nicely designed and it was very, you know, uh, lots of uh, illustrations and, and vector drawings. And it just, you know, it was great, but it just didn't scream me. It didn't scream easy to use. It didn't scream helpful. And that's exactly what we're creating. That in addition to not just how it looks, but also the frequency of posting and what gets posted. I want to get you excited again about what gets published on the blog. And I don't want you to feel like you're left behind, but get excited about when the next big publication, the next guide comes out. This business fundamentals guide is just one of several that'll be available when the new website pops up. And we got more in the backlog as well, using a team of players to help support us here at SPI. And I'm excited for you to come along and uh, enjoy all this free content, including the podcast here. And of course, more pat, uh, more podcasts coming your way. I was gonna say podcasts. I guess I could, I, I had once thought of, you know how there's vlogs in video, like vlogging, where people are like filming themselves just in their daily life. I was thinking of creating a plog, P-L-O-G, like a podcast log where I uh, am just recording my daily life in podcast and I call it like the podcast or something. This is like plan... X in a number of different things that I've come up with, but I put them all in a shoebox and I wait till the time is right because right now I know I got to focus on the things I need to focus on. And right now I need to focus on telling you where to go to get the show notes and everything we talked about today. Smartpassiveincome.com slash session 396. And hey, big shout out to all of you. If you're in the car with a little one and you're still listening to the show after all that we talked about today, hopefully there was some interest from the little ones. And if not, maybe they're too young. Just, I appreciate you sharing me and my team with you and your team. That just means the world to me. We always keep it swear-free and safe here on the podcast. And I know that with this particular topic that uh, is sometimes very unusual for people to remain swear-free. But hey, kids, if you're listening and you know what I'm saying, you rock. I appreciate you for listening to the show. Thank you so much. Maybe you can join us at FlynnCon one of these days. But anyway, thank you so much, everybody. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Matt. And uh, look out for some stuff coming on smartpassiveincome.com your way very soon. 
man, we're, we're just leveling up and stepping it up for you because, because we care. Because we care, we know we can help, we know we have the best talent and the best stuff to serve you, and uh, hopefully you enjoy it. Thanks so much, Team Flynn. I appreciate it. And as always, Team Flynn for the win. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point, so I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray, and in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it and I think you will too. So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.